Now here at New Frequency, we pride ourselves on being the voice of modern radio theater, but every now and then, we like to perform a classic tale from radio's golden age to honor the past, and that's what we're going to do for you right now. This piece we are going to perform for you was written by one of radio's most prolific and creepy writers, Willis Cooper. It was originally performed March of 1938, and it is called Daryl Hall's Thoughts. New Frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. It's coming. Pretty clever. In two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful precaution. In one. New Frequency. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. This play is a psychological drama, a story in which the principal part is taken not by the character himself, but by his thoughts. The voice you are about to hear is that of the thoughts of one Daryl Hall, accused murderer, sitting in a courtroom awaiting the return of the jury, which is to decide whether as he is to live or die. And as he waits, the thoughts in his mind sieve and swirl, sieve and swirl, sieve, and swirl. Guilty, not guilty, guilty, not guilty, guilty, not guilty, guilty. guilty. Father in heaven, why can't I stop guilty. thinking those words, guilty. words those jurymen are saying? Guilty. No. Guilty. No, I've got to stop thinking of what's going on in that room. The jurymen, I've got to stop thinking of them. I've got to keep my head clear. I've got to figure things out. When did this start? Yes, I remember that night, Wayne and I were sitting in my room talking about dreams. I remember he said... Oh, come on, Daryl, don't expect me to believe that one. Well, I'm certainly telling you the truth. Oh, a fellow with your imagination. He ought to be, uh, he shouldn't be teaching biology to a bunch of co-ed nitwits. No, sir, you know what you should be doing? Writing fiction. (laughs) I assure you, my dear Wayne, I've told you the truth. You're really serious. Of course I am. You actually mean in all your life you've never had a dream? Never. Not even when you were a child. To my knowledge, I've never had a dream in all my life. How do you like that? I like it very well. (laughs) I close my eyes, oblivion, and then I wake up. No nightmare hangovers for me, thank you. No, 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 wait a minute, let me get this straight. You mean, you've never even had a dream after, you know, after uh, eating Welsh rarebit at midnight or eating a dozen green apples or anything like that? Believe me, Wayne, I have never had a dream of any shape, form, or description in all my life. A dream to me is just a word. Something that happens to other people, but not to me. Everyone must dream. Well, perhaps, but it just so happens that my subconscious doesn't work that way. I tell you again, I have never dreamt. Well, what do you know about that? It's just unbelievable, I tell you. Unbelievable. Yes, that's what he said. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable that I'd never dreamt. And then after a while, he went away and left me there. It was early evening. But I remember that somehow, strangely, I was very tired. I sat down in the easy chair. Oh, I'm so tired. I closed my eyes and slept. And then, then it happened. Strange murmuring in my head. Yes, that's how it started. A murmuring as if in warning. And then in the darkness around me, strange faces lifting and falling. White faces, faces without hope, their eyes full of horror. Their white blood was dripping, bleeding wordlessly in ways that made the heart in me cry out in pity. Suddenly, I knew I was asleep and dreaming. 
Yes, dreaming for the first time in my life. And these faces I was seeing were things out of the dream. And even as I knew that, the dream was gone. Blackness. And yet I knew that I was still asleep. I had a terrible feeling of foreboding of a horror that, that was to come in that dream. But what? How? I didn't know. I know I wanted to stop sleeping. I wanted to open my eyes quickly before... And then... I saw her moving slowly toward me out of the darkness that was my dream. At first, a white, wraith-like thing, and then I saw it was a woman. Yes, the body of a woman, but the face, Father in heaven, that face. Gross, unclean, thick, bestial brows. The lecherous writhing of thin, crimson lips that lifted from teeth white and pointed and flecked with blood. Yes, her glorious body and that face from hell. Closer closer to me. And then she spoke. One word. Kill. Yes. That's what she said. Kill. And as she said it, she moved closer. Her hands went out. Her eyes. In my dream, I screamed. I awoke. I remember just that second the clock on the mantel began striking. Five. Heaven. Thankfully, I counted each chime since the hearing of it meant that I was awake, awake out of the horror of that dream. When the clock had stopped chiming, I sat there. My one thought was, if this is dreaming, let me never dream again. I heard a sound. What was that? I sat still, afraid to move, and then I laughed. It was my own heart, my own heart still pounding with fright at what I'd seen in my first dream. No, why do I sit here thinking of what has been the jury in there? They've got to hang me. Guilty. No. Guilty. No, I mustn't think of them. I'd better to keep my thoughts on how it all started. Better to figure things out. Where was I? Oh, yes. Sitting there listening to the beating of my heart, thinking of the horror of that dream. And then, suddenly, that same wordless murmur I'd heard in my dream was whispering in my head again. And as quickly as it began, it was gone. How could this be? I was awake. Awake, and this was no dream. And why had I heard that wordless entreaty? That same sound that had come from those miserable white faces that had floated before me while I slept. Why? Why? Kill. I heard it. A sound behind me. Who? Why, yes, my, my friend Wayne. It must be he. Come back into the room, standing behind my chair, thinking I was asleep. I turned around and said, Wayne, is that you? And then I screamed. I screamed so loudly there was blood in my throat, for it was she again. That woman, that woman out of my dream. But this wasn't a dream. She was standing there, I tell you. She was standing there looking at me. And those lips out of hell said that one word. Kill. I jumped to my feet. No one in the room, no one, I tell you. I was standing there, my head reeling. Who was she? Where did she come from? But there was no one in the room. Had there been anyone there? I didn't sleep that night, but by morning, yes, by morning I had it all figured out. Two dreams, that's what it had been. And the second had been more vivid than the first. Why, of course. I'd never dreamed before, so of course my first dreams would seem reality. How easy it was to quiet the unrest in my mind. Easy to make oneself believe what one wants to believe. And yet, 
Some measure of uncertainty remained with me, and Mary saw it in my face when I had dinner with her that night at the restaurant. <laughs> uh, Daryl, do you mind if I ask you something? <laughs> what a question. Of course not. Is there something wrong? You mean with the dinner? Why, Mary, you know this is my favorite restaurant. With you, dear. Has something gone wrong at the university? Why do you ask that? The worry in your eyes. Oh. What is it, dear? Oh, it's nothing. Nothing important. You changed your mind about loving me? Mary. Well, then tell me what it is, please. All right. It's nothing to concern yourself over. Just a... a dream. Dream? Daryl, you dreamt? Yes, last night. Oh, how marvelous. <laughs> now you're normal, even when you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. I- I'm back to normal. <laughs> and here I thought from the expression on your face that it was something really important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I suppose in your first dream you dreamt a glorious, seductive woman? No, Mary. Oh. Well, did you have a nightmare? If you don't mind, let's not talk about it anymore. Shall we have our dessert now? Now, I, I suggest the hot green apple pie with cheese. It's Darryl, really delicious. Was it as bad as all that? Horrible. Oh, that's cruel. Your first dream, an unhappy one. Oh, well, I'm sure that if you dream again, you've more interesting times ahead. <laughs> oh, Daryl, look at the time. A minute to seven, and we promised the Armstrongs we'd pick them up at 7.15. Daryl, what is it? Your face. Do you hear it? Hear what? You do hear it, don't you? The voices? Voices? Daryl, what are you talking about? Why, the people in this restaurant are the most well-behaved. Gone. Just like before. Daryl, please. If this is a joke, please tell it to me. (gasps) Daryl, well, what is it? What are you staring at? What's behind my chair? What's there? Daryl, tell me. No! No! Daryl, the table! Why did you throw over the table? Daryl, what is it? What is it? What is the matter with you? Yes. She wanted to know why I had done it. Screamed, thrown over the table. They all wanted to know. But how could I tell them? Tell them of her standing behind Mary's chair. That thing of degradation and those lips saying, kill. I went home. Mary thought I was overworked. Darling, you've been working so hard. Go home and rest, dear. That's all you need. Rest. Rest? Rest. What good was rest? I had to reason things out. All my life I lived with reason, and then this... this horror. I had to know all about it. Though I was certain it was no dream, what I had seen there in that restaurant was no thing of sleep. Hallucination. Yes. That was it. I had been working too hard. I, I had been. And too much work was the answer, and rest would cure that indeed. So I rested through the next day. It was quite dark when I awoke. The phone rang. It was Mary calling to find out how I felt. Are you sure you're all right, Daryl? Yes, Mary, I'm fine. Thank you. Well, you sound all right. Your advice was good, dear. Apparently, rest was just what I needed. Then go along back to bed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, dear. Goodbye, Daryl. Thanks for calling. Sleep well tonight. I hung up the receiver. And then the clock on the mantel began striking. Always at seven. Always at seven. Always at seven. Yes. Always at seven. It was true. Always at seven. Each time it had been seven when it happened. And then with the last chime of the clock, I realized it was seven again. Seven. Would I see her again? I stood there back up against the wall waiting. 
so quiet. Would it happen again, this hallucination of mine? I waited. I heard no pitiful murmur of voices, just quiet. So dark in the room, I could see the shadowy emptiness of the chair against the other wall. And then, the chair was no longer empty. There was someone in it. I said, who's there? Talk to me, who's there? No answer. The strange darkness in the room, deeper and deeper, I could see nothing, and then two swirling pools of flame and white. Closer and closer. I stood there, I couldn't move. A rumbling began in my brain. Fear, I tell you. Fear tearing up my brain louder and louder while those red circles of light came closer and closer. Father in heaven, what was it? What? And then I knew. It was her eyes. Her eyes burning close into mine, into the brain of me, pounding one thought into me. Kill. 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 Why did she say that? Kill. Why? Kill. Why? Kill whom? Why should I kill? Why should I kill? If only I had known then. The jury. They're coming back. The verdict. What? No, not yet. Oh, they've got to find me guilty. I've got to hang. I've got to if I live. No, but I mustn't think of that. I must think of what happened. Guilty. Where was I? Why, yes, that woman, her eyes pounding that word into me, and then gone again. This was no dream. Then what? A voice within me whispered. Crazy, crazy, crazy. No! That horror was real! It was real! Real as the flesh of me! With that realization, a cold wind blew around me and latched to my heart. Oh, that she was reality. Somehow... I knew that I was lost. And so it began. Night after night, the stroke of seven. First that wailing dirge of those lost souls. And then her writhing lips. Kill, 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 Father in heaven. Words began pounding in my head so that even when she wasn't there, I heard them. If I hid in my room, if I didn't go out, people would see this madness that had come over me. I went nowhere, and soon I knew they were talking of me. Wayne. I don't know what's come over. Daryl hides in his room, won't even talk to me. Something's wrong, very wrong. And Mary. Please, Daryl, you've got to let me see you. This talking over the phone, what's wrong? What's wrong? Night after night, the horror. And the greater horror. Kill. 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 Mary pleaded with me. Daryl, if you love me, please let me see you, talk to you. Come over to my house tonight, oh please. Daryl, perhaps I can help you. Please, darling, please. I didn't want to go, but I went that night. Perhaps she could help. Yes, help me understand the madness of those wailing voices, drifting white faces. Understand the horror of that woman. Mary, so understanding, so gentle. She could help me clear my mind of the madness. 
Oh, Daryl, you're here at last. Mary, help me. You will help me. Daryl, your face so white. Oh, I... Don't talk yet. Just sit here and I'm sane. Mary, believe me, I'm sane. Well, of course you are, dearest. Of course you are. It's that madness outside of me, those white, drifting faces moaning at me. Rest, darling. And that woman out of hell. Woman? Her eyes, lips, telling me to... What? The time. What time is it? Why, it's seven. Daryl, what is it? I'd lost track. I have to get out of here. Daryl, don't. Don't wait. Don't go. It's It's too late. Daryl, what is it? It's too late. Late? You hear them, don't you, I'll call a doctor. Listen to them. Their voices are so loud tonight. Listen, Mary. Daryl, don't. There's no one here. You must hear them. What are they saying? Louder and louder, trying to tell me something. What are you saying out there? What are you telling me? Daryl, stop. Stop. They're gone. The faces, the voices, gone. Now she'll be here. Daryl, please, you're frightening me. Kill. 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 You hear her, Mary? Kill. You hear her? Kill. No. Daryl, Louder and louder and louder. Kill. I hear her. Kill. Make her stop. Kill. Mary, make her stop. Kill. Stop it. Kill. Stop it. Kill. I can't take it anymore. my own hand. I opened my hand. She fell to the floor. I went out into the street. People all around me hurrying. I was in no hurry. What that woman wanted, I had done. I had killed. I walked all night. It didn't matter where. In the morning, I found myself on the campus of the school before the very building in which a class was waiting for my lecture. I went in. I walked up on the platform. I looked down into their faces. I said to them, ladies and gentlemen, my lecture today will be on a selective fact of evolutionary. I stopped. A murmur in the air. Those voices. Again. But it was broad daylight. I'd never heard those voices in the daylight before. What did they want of me? What were they saying? There was a strangeness in their pitiful voices. Yes. Yes, like a dirge. A dirge of tears who fall for someone for me. For me. And then... Her voice. 
laughing, <laughs> laughing triumphantly. And then I understood, for the first time I understood everything. She had triumphed over me. That was why those lost souls were wailing a dirge over me. I was hers, hers forever. I turned and ran out of there like a madman, ran, ran, and as I ran, those voices of the damned were taunting me. You are doomed as we are doomed. We listen to her. Now you are one of us. Through all eternity. No, no, I covered my ears with my hands and I ran. No use. I heard them. Go to the gallows. Pay for what you have done. No rest for those who murder. One hope. One hope. So that was it. My one hope. If I paid society for my crime, she would fail. I would be free of her, that thing, that essence of evil, that phantom who called to me, who made me murder so that, so that their souls would be slaves to her for all eternity. Yes, yes, I'd pay for my crime. I ran all the way back to Mary's house. Yes, I'd gladly pay with my life to have peace for the rest of oblivion. I went back into the house. Yes, Mary was lying there. Cold. I lifted her. Those same hands that had crushed the life out of her lifted her and carried her out into the sun. My eyes were filled with tears, so much so that I could hardly see where I walked. People began milling about me. Hey, he, he's got a woman in his arms. Why is he carrying her? She must have fainted. No, she's dead. What? Wait, who, who killed her? No, enough of this, mister. Hey, who killed her? I did. Who killed her? I killed her with the own, the own hands of mine. I killed her. Please, I want to die for it. Someone call the authorities. And then the trial. My friends, they wanted to save me. Clever attorneys, sanity commissions, and twists of the law, but I wanted to die. I had to die, I tell you. If they set me free, if I lived and died as most men die, the death they call a natural one, then she would have me. Oh, no. I want to hang by the neck until dead. I want that noose around my neck. The trap beneath my feet. The jailer pulls the switch. And my feet dancing in air. The noose strangling me as my hands had strangled Mary. Free of that horror with the writhing lips and the blood-stained teeth. Order. Order in the court. The jury. They're coming in. Guilty. They've got to find me guilty. Gentlemen of the jury, have you reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. The foreman will read the verdict. Guilty. You've got to find me guilty. 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 We, the jury, Please. find the defendant guilty. guilty of murder in the first degree. Guilty! You hear that? All of you, guilty! <laughs> guilty! I'm, I'm free of you! I'll have peace! You failed, you fiend, you! You'll never get... Get... Stand back, everybody! Stand back! No, just stand back! Please, please, get him in the room! Give him! Wait, wait, wait! No, wait! It's no use. This man is dead. What? A heart attack. Oh my God! Holy! Would you look at his face? Oh my! Yeah. It's as if he was looking at the devil himself. Signing off in three, two, one.